What's up, everybody? My name's Andrew, and today's episode of All Over the Place is brought to you by The Upset Picks. You want to get into sports betting but don't know where to start? Already betting but looking for an edge? Then check out The Upset Picks at theupsetpicks.com and let us put our experience to work for you. And make sure you check out our daily Chasing the Dog videos on YouTube where we give out our top dogs of the day. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Now, are you ready for some wit, whiskey, and wisdom? Grab a drink, sit back, and listen to us go all over the place. Andrew, Carrie, and Chris. All over the place. Wit, whiskey, and wisdom. It helps with the microphones are on. Are we live? We are live now. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome in. Welcome in. Episode eight. Eight. Uh, eight. eight. Yeah. The one without a guest. The one without a guest. Actually, today we're going to call this the Polish Up Pod. Look at that. I just threw that off the top of my head. The Polish what? The Polish Up Pod. We're going to polish the Polish Up? Nobody says polish up. Right. That's why we're, we're putting it. How about polish off? Pop, fine. We're going to cut. All right. Go back. Chris, Chris, cut that part. And we're keeping all that. Welcome that's, back in, everybody. That is, that's gold. We're going to call this gold. We're going to call this the polish off <laughs> pod. We've got three bottles from different guests that we've got to we've got to yeah, get done. And the guest we had today had to take care of his kids because priorities. So, uh yeah, so we'll talk looking, to him at a later date. So here we go. He'll Carrie. be back some other time. So we've got uh, we're we've got good old faithful of uh, Buffalo Trace Kentucky Street Bourbon. Uh, we got a little bit of the Virginia Distillery Port Cast finished um, mm, Scotch Malt, and uh, <laughs> I think it's a single malt. Is it a single? It's <laughs> Scotch Malt. Lighting is bad. My eyes are anyway. Hudson whiskey, New York. Bright lights, big bourbon. So we've got the bottle from the lost episode. We've got the bottle from the Sherry Story episode, and we've got the bottle from Larry. Larry. Yes. So there we go. Yeah, Lots yeah. to talk about in the housekeeping section. While Carrie starts with uh, the Sherry Story bottle. Yeah, sure. That podcast. In the housekeeping section, if you're listening to this. We need you to share this podcast with two people. We're trying to up our uh, our viewership, our listeners. So if you could do us a favor and share us with two people, we would greatly appreciate it. If you follow us on Twitter, you can just tweet out the link to whomever, or you can just share from Spotify, Apple, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wherever you Wh- download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast. Because we're everywhere. We are yeah. everywhere. Omnipresent. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some ominous music should come out to a dun dun dun. You still got a little in there. Huh? Yeah, I'll, right. I'll finish this off. Well, gents, eight episodes. Who'd have thought? Not Chris. <laughs> After the lost episode, yes, I was. I was. You remember when I that. said we should do a podcast? Though you remember yeah. when I was like, we should do a podcast, and Chris literally rolled his eyes. He was just <laughs> like, no. He's like, that's a no. Eight episodes in, take that. Still a no. <laughs> Chris isn't really here. He's he's, unco- he's uncommitted. He's uncommitted. He's not sure. Not sure. Uncommitted. It's all good. So much to talk about. Good week. Interesting week, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It starts off a week from or last night, right? A week from tonight. Week last week tonight. Last Sunday. Oh, you talking about the Oscars? The Oscars. You're talking uh, about Will Smith. The slap heard around the world. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So here's the first question: Is it real or is it fake? That's a great question. I'm not sure. I mean, you can do anything with high-resolution photos taken from videos, and there's one I've seen where, as you know, it's stop action. So Will's got his hand raised, and Chris Rock is already faces already grimacing, and, and it's like really bad acting. I don't, I don't know what to think. I That's mean, why Will Smith was up there. So here's the thing: I mean, if they're acting, uh, it was for an advantage, and it would seem that afterward. No one's gotten the advantage out of this. But the, yeah, the, the why question. Why, right. Why exactly. You What's your motivation? Because yeah. right? Will Smith's not, he's not, I mean, his image has not improved based on, on this action. No, as so. he he has removed himself from the Academy. Whatever. I'm not entirely sure what that means. Yeah, whatever that means. But, you know. Well, Whoopi Goldberg is on there, so I don't know. I'd probably <laughs> remove myself, too. Whoopi and I have history. Remember that time with the Larry stuff where we were I'm talking about 
we were talking about there there are people that sit in the that sit in the audience during the Oscars if you get up to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, someone's those guys can yeah. be in the Oscar in the yeah. Academy. There you go. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so it's just, it's a strange strange event. Um, lots of questions behind it. So I mean, so someone's like, but at the end of the day, um, I, I it's awfully weird, right? Because all of a sudden this group of individuals who are all about. Uh, Making sure you're kind and respectful and yada yada yada. Apparently, not so kind, not so respectful, and willing to, after some sort of violence is exhibited by one of their members, stand and give applause to that person that committed the violence. So, when he got the Oscar, self-looking yeah, ice cream cone. It's like what it is. Just right. a bunch of weirdness that happened yeah. there. So, so, has anybody actually been watching the Oscars over the last few years? They've kind of gone downhill. I, I, have no I idea didn't even know they were on. Didn't even know they were on. My daughter is... Hold on a sec. This will be good. <laughs> we're going to FaceTime her. We're going to FaceTime her. Hey, Sarah. Oh, hi. Wait, say that louder. Wait, you normally do this on Saturday nights, I thought. Yeah, oh. we, we, we had to... Uh, we had a prior we had, engagement. We a, Mom and I went on a date last night for my birthday. And we knew you were calling. Yeah. Hey, say hello to Carrie. What's up? <laughs> What are you making? She's cooking? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm chopping garlic right now. I'm getting ready to cook dinner for uh, some, for my friends come over on Friday or Sunday nights and watch movies. Oh, nice. And, what are you watching tonight? Uh, I think it's a movie called Iron Will. It's an old, like, Oh, yeah. Movie. Is Will yeah. Smith yeah. in that? Will, <laughs> is Will Smith? Will Smith's not in it. Willow. We watched Willow last week. Oh, Willow's great. That's a good one. It was epic. Yeah, yeah Willow's was, a good one. That's, that's... Everyone loved it. Everyone I'd cook dinner for them, so I'm making garlic pasta. But okay. I'm sorry, I just wanted to say happy birthday because I didn't know if I'd get a chance to watch you tomorrow. Well, I probably will in the evening. But I, I guess we should bring up the point that it's Chris's birthday. Yeah, no, Tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah. He's gonna be like 38. Hey, do, you, do you have anything you want to say to the podcast listeners? Oh yeah, right. Of well, course, you're, I would call it the little podcast. You're you're on. Um, you're on. No, really, you are live. We are recording we this. We haven't okay, stopped recording. Say, I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Nothing to say. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate that. Love you. Bye. Every child of every person on this podcast is now saying, I will never call him. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime this podcast thing is mentioned, I am not dialing dad's number. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, Yeah, so anyway... um, where were we about the Will Smith thing? So yeah, so hypocrisy, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, hypocrisy, um, yeah, and yes, no, I've not. I, as a rule, don't watch these things, so mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't on my um, radar until all of a sudden, it I was. guess Ukraine <laughs> was usurped by the slap heard around the world. And uh, well, so the Oscars were in contention before that because they were trying to get the president of Ukraine on a skit at the Oscars before the Oscars, and the Academy was like, no. So that's the, actually the only reason I knew they were on last week is because oh, I had yeah. heard I had that. No like, idea when they were on, and, and then saw the headlines the next day. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess the Oscars were on. So I so, stopped. I stopped watching the Oscars after they didn't let Kevin Hart host. What about like, Ricky Gervais? He would have been. Like, he would have had fun with that, yeah. by the way. But he's on the. They let him host the Golden Globes. Oh yeah. yeah. They have gone down the path of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Right? How so? SNL used to be funny, entertaining, right. Right. a moment to step away from your real life and kind of be, you know, right. absorbed in something that was mildly, if not seriously, humorous. And now it is absolutely a, a waste of t- I have no idea how they are even allowed to remain on the air. And that is what's going on with the Oscars. It's I too think big they to, used to used to be entertaining and now it's just too like, big to kill. Too big to fail. It's too big to fail at this point. I mean, you think of how many people came from the SNL like pipeline, you know, Jimmy Fallon, oh he's SNL. Will Farrell, right. he's SNL. You know what I mean? So you have these people that come from SNL, but as far as the Oscars go, I mean, they just created a whole museum of a, Academy of Arts and Science, and like, like people really want to watch that. Like, people are going to go to the museum and be like, oh, "You remember that year that this movie that nobody cared about won an Oscar?" Right. I, so someone, I I forget who it was. I so I know you're really steeped in like, the movie industry, but I can't, I can't tell you a movie that came out this year. No, but the last two years have been really odd for that though, right? COVID and everything. It's just hard to. Think maybe about, maybe that's true. Think yeah. about what's been out. 
So I know it's funny. We were talking about Will Smith. I know Will Smith did um, Venus and Serena's dad oh, in that yeah. one movie. That's right? the one he won an Oscar for. Okay, right. So oh. that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, but remember when you used to make a movie, there was a press junket and you traveled and you were on things. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was a whole thing. Like you were, I mean, but now it goes straight to streaming. So, so the question, the question becomes, or at least the question to ask is, for whom are the Oscars aired on TV? If the ratings are that low, it ain't me. Who's it for? For themselves? It's it's got to be for that group of individuals who thinks that the world thinks they're so so star spangled awesome that we're going to tune in and watch them. I like, guess it's ridiculous. Yeah. My family will tell you I'm not the right demographic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea who's. I mean. Will Smith's lucky I know his name. I've seen some of them. Like, I watched Billy Crystal do it one year, which was pretty cool, and he did, like, the whole musical number and the da-da-da-da. And I've seen some skits from him, and they're all right, but, I mean, nonetheless, you're just like, this is so boring. Is this the one that killed Kevin Hart? Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, so they're going to be going down this. Kevin Hart was going to be the... The host. The host, and he said something or did something so back when year, third grade or something yeah, like that. Maybe. Like literally like 10 years before in the early oh stages of Twitter, God. he so made he a canceled. joke. Yeah, yeah. so he made a joke. He made some kind of comment. I'm going to butcher the, the quoting of it, but basically that if his son was gay, he would like hit him with something. And he was like, that's how much, you know, I don't mind the gay community, but if my son was gay, I'd hit him with something. Right. And that was a joke. It was funny because he's a comedian. And then 10 years later, they they drudge it up and they go, you said this, so you can't be a host. How, how so, is Steve Martin still able to get on anything? If you go he, back and listen to his his mid-late 70s comedy bit. Right, right, right. Holy cow. But what has he been doing lately? He's done uh, some Netflix thing. Oh, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Martin and Martin. Yeah. 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 All, all knows, yeah. you know, you can okay. go back far enough. Yeah, and find some stuff. Find some well, stuff. Well, I mean, you look at, so like, I love Eddie Murphy. But oh. a lot of people yeah. know Eddie Murphy as like Donkey from Shrek. Oh, yeah. no, no, but if you look at early oh, Eddie Murphy, yeah. I got some oh, yeah. ice cream. Mm-hmm. And got... Like so, talking about SNL, my favorite SNL skit is when uh, Eddie Murphy does the he does the buckwheat. Buckwheat. He does the no. He does the spoof on It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and he's talking oh, about the crack yeah. house. Yeah. And he comes oh, into yeah, the yeah, crack yeah. house yeah. and like yeah, yeah. I love that. And Chappelle did something like that on his show too, right? Buckwheat. Buckwheat's greatest. Wookin Penub and all. <laughs> Wookin Penub. Yeah. I love that. I remember. Yeah, but you can't. But that's this is part of the problem, right? We've lost our sense of humor. We've lost you can't, our sense of humor. You can't make fun of anything. Anything any longer, <laughs> including Buckwheat and apparently what's her name? Jada, whatever her name Jada is, Pink or Smith. loss of hair. Right. So, so much so that people are getting physical about it yeah, yeah, on yeah. the international stage. So we had pretty... we were talking about it before the show, and it's great to throw it out there, and I'd love to hear what our audience has to say, but man, if that had been any white actor yeah. walking up to slap Chris Rock. Clink, clink. <laughs> you just got yourself a night in jail. Yeah, much less, I think, arrested or at least restrained, if not fully removed. It's not like, oh, I'm going to stay and hang out for right. my award. Right, That's right, not right. So to the Academy's credit, they tried to remove him, and he said, no. Yeah, so... You will, he go, I, I think, think he's quoted in saying something like, you will embarrass yourself. I'm not leaving. I read that, and I think that that's absolute malarkey. Yes. Right? So I don't recall ever being asked to leave someplace in which I said to them, no, I'm not leaving, and that turned out well for me. Actually, it's never happened, but I can't envision that happening. Right, We've had right. customers in our restaurants that will we'll be like, hey, you need to leave, and they're like, no, I don't. I paid for this. And they're like, no, you need to get out. And, you know, you have to, you know, you call the police and you have them remove them and all that stuff. But I've never had somebody been like, I'm not leaving. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then switch it around. If it had been a white MC making that joke and slapped by Wack Will Smith. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting as well. So, yeah, a bunch of hypocrisy all around. Um, it is interesting that that crowd, In Hollywood. Watch my shocked face. I <laughs> mean, um, and then there's two different sides of the internet, like, taking up his side. Or there's three different sides of the internet. There's the side of, like, yeah, Will Smith is sticking up for his woman. It's like, you, no, it was a joke. It wasn't like he Chris Rock walked over and spit on her or something. Right, right. And then there's the whole, I mean, you go down a rabbit hole with their whole relationship and what happened last year. And people are like, well, I, you know, did, did they take different credit stances on that? And the other side is like, you just said, somebody literally said this and like they had this big rambling tweet. It's like, you just set black purpose back because everybody's going to focus in on this and just be like, this is what black people do. They're just acting a fool. It's like, it's it, it just, a, it's a one act 
20 million ripple effects. Yeah, but so uh, the history of this goes back a little bit, right? When we decided, I guess, not enough black people were getting awards, right? And somehow it became, I don't know, an open secret or a thing that all of a sudden every member of the Academy is like yeah. a black person, right? The producer is black. The, this, I mean, it's like a whole black takeover. Well, and so now you've got Will Smith, a black guy, slapping Chris Rock, a black guy. And yeah, there is a portion of the world that's saying that's what happens. Well, to, so Jada and Will are the reason that that happened because they protested the Oscars. Because there weren't enough black nominees and not enough black people winning. Oh, they were... They were the ones that started that. Catalysts for that. Yeah, they were like, we're not going. And then the internet was like, nobody invited you. Either way, it's a sad Well, Chris of... Rock was... Wasn't he emceeing as well? He said that. Yeah. You weren't invited. It's okay. You can boycott because yeah. you weren't invited. Really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they weren't... Came full circle. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Just, just for me, I don't care. <laughs> It's fun to talk about, but in the big picture, you look at it, it's almost like watching uh, the clowns at the circus. You're like, oh, mm. that's, that's entertaining, but has no impact on my life. Mm. There's a lot of stuff like that going on in the world right now. It's pretty sad, though. I mean, at some point in time, it was a, uh, it was a source of entertainment for a lot of people. It was. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are a source of entertainment that are no longer going to be a source of entertainment. Such as? I mean, there's a lot of like TV shows and movies that people really like that they're trying to remake with like this... So like I was looking through Disney the other day. They oh, remade. We, we could talk about what Disney. Disney. Go there. We could talk about Disney. So they but they remade Cheaper by the Dozen as but they adopted like all of these different cultured kids oh and like there's. Gosh. I'm just like okay, I understand where you're going with this, but you couldn't have done something different other than Cheaper by the Dozen. Why'd you have to take something? It's already so so wholesome, so beautiful, so pro life, and turn it into. And then yeah, but, create your own. But, but I also understand that now Disney as a oh, as yeah. a site oh, yeah. can't you say you can't say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can't say pronouns saying, like you that. You can't say things like that. Yeah, they've they've, so, they've gone over the edge. And that's the problem. Literally gone it's over it's the like, edge. I don't know, it's yeah, it's definitely a, a self-looking ice cream cone. Your entire business model was based on making little children feel special and awed right. at this kind of experience there, right? Yeah. Now you're turning it into this woke fest that is going to actually... So, I don't know. We'll see when the market opens up on, on Monday. But it started going down. Oh, it started plummeting. Pre-market trading has already been down. Okay. So, the rest of the country is catching on. And Disney is now going to be faced with not only shareholder response, but also uh, the governor and his legislature in Florida is looking to peel back all of these kind of autonomous rights that Disney has. Oh, yeah. Somehow Disney was is independent kind of entity in Florida, able to sidestep some taxes and create some some independent rules of their own. And now the state of Florida is saying, hmm, you know what? We probably ought to look into that again. I mean, they're going to hit global stuff. Too. So we don't, I'm not praising China, but China owns like 10% of Disney. They own this huge portion how pissed off you think China's going to be when they're like, we don't care about basic human rights, let alone this third and fourth level crap. Was it uh, last year, two years ago, China was doing the uh, uh, Raise a Strong Sun campaign? Yes. I mean, yeah, they're, they're very much very much yeah. interested in your woke yeah. campaign at Xi, all. Xi Jinping was concerned about the sissification of exactly. male children in China. Disney's yep. going to get smacked all over the place, which is... It, I, I wish our guest was here, and I won't spoil it, but because he's a finance guy, and be like, how many people's portfolios have large chunks of Disney in them? Yeah. Because Disney's considered a blue chip stock. Disney can't fail. They have the Disney model. You, yeah. They own Pixar, and, you know, they're home run every time. It's like, you know. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, you're the one who brought it up, so blame yourself for this. But okay. It was, it was the, their sole goal was to make kids laugh. What they've bought into the myth, I'll even say the lie of children, their target audience age, which is normally the, the 12 and unders. I mean, that's their, their prime target. And they got the tween stuff too. But I mean, they've bought in solely wholeheartedly to those children know, you know, that they are transgender. This is a problem with parents though. And I'm uh, sorry. Of it, part of it I'm, is, yeah. I hope these parents are listening. Cause so I have a young son, right? And we were dealing with these other parents, and I was like, oh, he's a really nice kid. He's a really cute kid. And they go, we don't call him that. I said, what, do what you, does that mean? What do you mean? And they go, we, we're going to let him make that decision. I go, excuse me. And I don't even think I said him. I think they said, we're going to let them make that decision. Yeah. I said, 
your child is less than a year old. That's not a decision that he's he can't even figure out if he wants to sit up, lay down, or go to bed. And therein therein lies the fault in logic. So they're 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 capable enough to decide what gender they feel like and identify with. But not that vegetables are good to eat. Or that they have to go to school. Right. Like why do they have to go to school? If the kid says, I don't I, I don't feel I have to go to school, why do they have to go to school? Sure. Right. I don't no, don't get me wrong. If you want to talk about an adult who's struggling with this decision, fine. We have a conversation. There is there is a conversation that should be had, needs to be had. Yeah. But a, a one, less than one year old. Yeah. A, less than eighteen. You but, can't. So to your point, I I do think that. Uh, so my mom used to say all the time, "It's easy to not parent." Yeah. Right. So if they want to sit back and kind of wait and see what Johnny or the, Susie or them or whatever want to do, then sure, it's easy to kind of do that. It's tougher to actually do the work that it takes to be a parent. And apparently in this society, we're willing to enable that. Yeah, it's it's insane. It is insanity. Well, I mean, there's plenty of research out there that talks about um, gender dysphoria as a common occurrence, which actually most of the time, if I understand correctly, goes away. So... People are making decisions. Parents are letting their children make life-changing decisions or even worse, making those life-changing decisions for them. Or even worse, those decisions being made in the absence of parents, depending on the school community. Good point, that you're good in. point. Right, which and, we learned with Sherry's story, which is that the, the school boards are doing everything in their power to withdraw parents from their child's right, education, right. So, which mean, is an asinine concept to this day. I've still been wrapping my head around it. I can't. absolutely dystopian. So now we, now we try to, as good citizens, try to think forward to the results of this, what happens to an entire generation that was taught that you can give in to and I guess the caveat is that there, there are, there's a small percentage of individuals who it's not gender dysphoria, and those are the ones that genuinely, you know, ident- are transgender, I guess is the way it's said. The vast majority of them are not. Right. But we're enabling them. So so we're on the Leah Thomas, Thompson. Tom, oh, what's, Thomas. Uh, do we want to bring Leah that Thomas? Uh, Leah Thomas? Is that her name? The, the swimmer? Yeah. I think yeah. so. From, yeah. Oh, dude, the swimmer. Yeah. The swimmer. Yeah. I thought about that in the uh, the uh, Duke uh, Carolina game. Why? Why? Because I was thinking to myself, you know, how would I feel if one of these players who is playing for Duke or North Carolina uh, decided they want to go play in the women's basketball uh, right. program? WNBA uh, finals are tonight. Right. And what would that look like if they were All of a sudden, a... James Harden decides. <laughs> right. Well, he's a terrible or, player. So. Or a bench warmer, right? right Not right. a kid that's like out there kind of, you know, making Duncan doing whatever. Someone who is, because uh, I think uh, when the when Leah, what's the last name? Thomas. When Leah, Leah Thomas. Thomas was swimming as a male swimmer, right. he was ranked at 400 and four something, something. Yeah, in four the, something. right? Yep. And yep. now as a woman. Number one. Number one. Well, yeah. no duh. Yeah. He's built. Have you? And all anyone has to do is Google the image from the NCAA champions championships of of the podium, right? And there is the six foot something yeah. Leah Thomas next yeah. to the three women demure women that yeah. are standing next. To, yeah. So um, I forget who it was that brought up that uh, I th- I think it was uh, one of the representatives out of Alabama that said, "Hey, I grew up in the '60s and '70s when uh, when Title IX came through and." You know, all these women that wanted to speak up for women's rights. Where, where are, are you? you? Where are you? Exactly. Where are you? Well, quite honestly, I think, I think they're, sh- I mean, and I can't, afraid? I, don't know, think I think they're, they're, afraid? they're shamed. Shamed? I think they have been shamed into the position of not, and this is, a, this is me speaking as a guy, so ladies, forgive me, of not responding because it's seen as, not your place to respond. No, I, th- I was going to go with that. they were shamed into believing it would be anti-LGBTQ and anti-humanitarian to speak out against this issue. Maybe it's a bit of that, but I liken it to you white guys can't say certain things. Yeah, It has to come from a black guy or you're going to be seen as an absolute racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, 
women who fought for, you know, Martina Navratilova right. can't say anything. Because, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I think there are some some individuals out there that are. There are. Like, there uh, are yeah. uh, um, Chris, uh, Bruce Jenner. Chris, oh, uh, what's her name? Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner. Caitlin Jenner um, that's actually speaking up and saying stuff. Right. But you right. know what? So it's kind of interesting you brought up the conversation about the they and he and... So the mental pausing that I am having about names and and titles interrupts my my thought processes. Just sitting at this at this microphone yeah. right now. Yeah, I can see but, that. And, and I was talking to a young college student and saying, "How do you how do you do, how do you handle this in the classroom?" Oof. And coming to find out, yeah, it's the same mental jungling act that has to go on just to communicate in an environment where communication in in back in the day was free flowing. Right. Right? I I'm sorry, go go, ahead. go go go. I do have to say though, I had an encounter with the other day with an individual who let me preface this by saying they came in and I said, Hey, how are you doing, sir? And this woman spoke up and said, I'm sorry, it's ma'am. I said, All right, how you doing, ma'am? And they were like and I they were like, I'm good. And we just kept on going. Kept trucking. Very clearly physically not not a woman right but instantly just said it's ma'am all right cool like that's it's it's all you got to do so if we accept and i'm not sure i'm ready to accept if we mm. accept that this is the way it's going to be there has to be an understanding i think if you want to be intellectually honest there has to be understanding that you're not turning the battleship around in a day and that there has to be that space that andrew's experienced you we we who are used to communicating in a certain way, need to be given leeway for a long period of time to change the habit, to change the, the thought process that goes behind it. I mean, the, the conversation just needs to be had. But I to that, on that very, very simple level, I liken it to when new people say, it'll be like, what's up, man? And the person will be like, it's sir. I'm like, okay, Roger. how are you, sir? Yep. Like, I got so, it as soon as you said it. I think I could handle that if it's a one-in-one. Yeah. One-on-one, rather. But if I'm in a classroom of 50 students who did their intro on day one and said, my pronouns are, mm. and here it is day 32, and I'm trying to figure out, crap, what was their pronoun? Um, I think that might be yeah, that might be difficult. There's a video on YouTube. My wife shared it with me. They're talking. I don't remember the details of the video, but they're, tra- they're having some big speech. And somebody, the people just kept standing up and saying the most ridiculous stuff. Like, can you please stop talking so loud? I'm just. It was a conference. It was a convention, and they were laying out like the rules of engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's a ridiculous video, and if you get a chance, go to YouTube and watch it, because you'll just be like, this, 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 this is the problem with America right here. This is it right here. I guarantee you, it's not the problem in Moscow, and it's not the problem in Beijing. Nope. It's not the problem for those. I bet you those people that are fighting for their lives in Ukraine aren't like, I wish those soldiers would call me him or Whoa. her. Wrong or pronoun. Wrong pronoun. <laughs> you imagine a soldier running down the street. They got their gun. and They're like, get him. And you're like, wrong pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mister, stop. It's not mister. Right. We're going to get canceled. We are going to get canceled. <laughs> All right. But here's the other thing. There has to be, there has to be the ability to freely talk about this subject because it is not universally accepted. It is not something that everybody understands and accepts. And so you have to be able to talk about it. And that requires intellectual honesty on both sides of the party. And I don't think we're getting that. And it also requires an absence of fear. Correct. And what we've been doing, imbibing, living in, floating around in for the past two and a half years is a giant global pool of fear. So let's let's set the precedent. Are everybody listening, if you know somebody that's transgender that's willing to come into the very safe space that is this room and have this yep. conversation, yeah. let's go. And to Reach have out it, to us. Have it freely. Have, have a free freely. conversation. We'll listen. Let's have a conversation. Right. And, you know, we'll go from there. At least, at the very least, we'll have the conversation. There you go. I agree. I, I think it's worth having. And I think it has to be understood that questions asked are asked because people want to know. They're not asked out of malice. They're not asked out of you know, hatred. They're not asked out of, I think, ill intent. I think they're asked because help me understand. Help me make the mental journey, the intellectual journey with you to get to this point. NCAA, it'd be great to talk to them. Why don't you have a separate transgender category? 
for sports. Why are you not doing that? And what do you say to parents of girls right. who have been working uh, from, was, you know, from yeah. U6 to D1 sports their entire lives, I'm right? Gonna, kind I'm, of struggling to, to get to the top of the, right. the mountain there. And now there was what? a girl from Virginia Tech, I think, who lost a spot because of Leah Thomas. Yeah. And she wrote a she wrote a very long letter and she understood she you know, she, you know I got I, I I'm supportive. Right. Which is a good thing. But but she goes, I'm also hurt because I've worked all my life for this and I can't do this now because this individual who shouldn't be here took my spot. Yeah, just imagine it across so let's be very clear. The people at this at that stage that are going into high school and college to play sports, they kill themselves for sports. Yep. I've got a girl that works for me that all the time talked about she's black and blue and she's she's like, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play volleyball. It's like okay, that's her dream. Yeah, but can you imagine if a six foot tall individual that used to be a man is now identifies as a woman starts playing and she loses a spot? I think the sense of fairness or a lack of fairness around it is just what you said. Now identifies as right, and it's as if well, is that all it takes? Because it took me years to get to this position. If you make a statement, a public a public statement like that, is that sufficient to usurp my position? Well, I mean, there are all I mean, the work. I it. will say there are protocols. I mean, you have to go through transition, right? I mean, it, are, yeah, you're you talking to, NCAA. Yeah, like you have to go through transition. Okay, and you have to be so many years after that. I think is is what it is. But if I understand the biology correctly, the advantages. Most advantages come through puberty. Right. Yeah. And most of these people, they're past puberty. And so any advantage that separates man from woman happens during the pubescent age. It's hard to, I mean, you can't, you grow spurts, right? I, yeah. I can show you pictures of Josh <laughs> in post-puberty. And they're two different people. Yeah, you know? He's like five foot taller. Yeah, exactly. And muscular. And, you know, my gosh. And he, even... God forbid, even if he transitioned, he still has a physiological advantage over. Yeah, imagine 80, if he went to go play women. women's volleyball. Oh my God. He's going to like, he's going to tower over everybody. Not only that, but like any women's sport. I'm just saying, and, and this is the thing. I understand that the argument is that there are plenty of, there are transgender athletes out there who don't win. Okay, there are. Uh, there was the weightlifter, the Australian weightlifter. I think she was Australian. She went to the Olympics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she didn't win. And people say, well, see, that, that makes it fair. And you still don't understand, you don't understand that person has taken a spot from a no kidding female who's trained all her life. And so that's the, that's the piece that so brings, have, go ahead, sorry. brings me right back to yeah. the, the same position of there's a conversation that you cannot have because of the nature of your skin mm-hmm. in this, in this mm-hmm. modern era, right? And sadly, that's what we're telling women. You, you cannot speak about oh, this issue right yeah. now. It's a shame. And so you can sit in the corner. Because they're directly affected. Absolutely. They but sit down, affected. shut up, and color while everything else is happening like around I'm telling you. you. Put, put the transgender athletes in their own category. Just do it. It's probably the answer to go to, and I don't. I just, just don't do see it. anybody bold enough to make the statement yet. Definitely not the NCAA. Let's just put all their names in a hat, and they all have to compete against each other after whoever we pull out of a hat. Anyway, it, it, it is is unfortunate. <clears throat> I think overarching, and this is what you're talking about. The most unfortunate piece about it is that you can't have the conversation. Sad. You can't get the ideas out into the space to see which ideas win because you're only allowing certain ideas to enter the space. I mean, that, that's, that's not good. That's why we started this podcast. Have the conversation that True we're statement. not allowed to have. True statement. I won't lie about that. Yeah. Carrie just showed up one day. We said, hey, show, meet up at this address. And he showed up. And he's like, what am I doing? Hobo Joe showed me the way. Hobo Joe showed you the way. Hobo Joe. Yeah. So. That was a good uh, topic. So the other thing that we were talking about I'd like to bring up is um, kind of this um, crime hits home thing for us. Mm. Uh, for those who listen to the podcast regularly. Uh, we're in the uh, Hampton Roads area of Virginia, and uh, for the Canadian listener, that's Southeast Virginia. That's right, Uh, close to the water. Shout out to the the one Canadian listener. Hello, Canadian. Uh, Lately, we've uh, seen a spate of shootings, particularly in the city of Norfolk, uh, one to sadly include a um, 
a young lady uh, who was, I think, dining on Granby Street late in the night, and uh, there was a some sort of a turf war that went on, and a stray bullet struck and hit her, killed her, and um, now shootings that are happening with too great frequency at MacArthur Mall, which is in downtown Norfolk also. Um, it's sad that this is going on, but um, clearly we're not alone. Because there are communities all over. I don't know if you're, Andrew, if you're talking to your folks back in New York, I am. And New York City is just rife with uh, yep. with nonsense, particularly sections of Manhattan. I think everybody else kind of, I think the other boroughs are kind of spared from it right now. But, um, um, you know, it's it's happening more and more. And I'm not quite sure what Let's we're going to... tie gonna... into the videos we see from California, like San Francisco, with all the... Smash and grab yeah, type yeah, stuff, yeah. 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 So, I think so. Look that in as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think at, at some point in time... Someone's really going to have to talk about this or address it because the period in, if, um, I believe, the period of the uh, kind of protesting and anti-police movement uh, at the end of that protest period over, what, a year and a half ago, maybe a year? How long has it been? I don't oh, even gosh. remember anymore. A year. year and some change. Um, that is, has borne some pretty bad fruit to include low manning and police forces. Right. 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 So... Um, I think it was Aaron Dole County. We should get a police officer to come on. We should. Uh, that would be good. Yeah, so I brought the... Okay, so... All right, so I'll bring this up. So, um, unfortunately, the uh, we live in a tight neighborhood. So, um, Hampton Roads, the seven cities as we call ourselves every once in a while, better known as Virginia Beach or 757 by other people. Um, it's, we have two zip codes in our two area codes now. Do we? We do. We do. What's the so other one? Nine two five. We're seven five seven and nine two five. Where's nine two five? Where's nine two five? We apparently there we are ran out of seven five seven numbers, so they had to create a whole new. I think it's nine two five. That's. But true. I got a notification from Cox the other day that now instead of because you know like when you're local you can just dial seven five seven. You don't have to dial seven five seven. But straight. now yeah. you have to dial seven five seven because there's a new system that's so right. i quit yeah. anyway can continue on your thing so people don't realize in hampton roads we've been arguing this argument for like i don't know at least 50 years right are we hampton roads are we norfolk are we virginia beach are we what what are we calling ourselves but uh we're in a very tight neighborhood is what i was trying to say and the import of that tightness is that um actions taken um at police precincts or in police departments in one city the ramifications are felt by others that makes sense so um Carl Rittenhouse, right? That trial happens. Um, there's a GoFundMe page or some sort yeah, of a, yeah, a, like a funding page that happened. Yeah. One of the police officers in Norfolk, I think, gave like twenty five bucks anonymously. Sure. Got doxxed. No. Norfolk oh, Police Department fired him, and he has still not been brought back to the force. Got so, doxxed and fired. Yes. For a case that turned out with a. That right, the defendant was found not guilty, and moreover, he gave money anonymously Honestly. for this. Right, so now you not only have police officers in Norfolk looking at that, saying, "Okay, we're out of here," mm-hmm. so their manning's down like twenty percent, I think, but you also have police officers elsewhere that are looking around, saying, "Hmm, maybe now is not the time to stick my head out of the out of the gopher hole. Maybe now is the time to." Not be first or last in the pack, but just kind of go gotcha. along with the herd. Gotcha. So it might be tough to get a police officer here. That's a shame. That too. Again, not not being able to have a discourse in which ideas can be put out into the public forum. Um, I'm a. I've heard first on Joe Rogan the, the mantra. Lex Friedman says the same thing that more information is better than less. Yeah. Put the ideas out there. You want you want to you want to get rid of the KKK. Let them march. Yep. Let them spout their ideas and Idiots. let them be, let them be met by the counter protesters right. who go. Right. What? Right. <laughs> exactly. Take your crap home. So I, I, I we, we were, we're. Anyway, uh, so allow me to just put oh, yeah. a final go, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm very saddened by kind of this, this feeling of um, crime writ large. Right. Um, now sort of encroaching on our community. And, um, and, and, and I hope that there's something that we can do about it as a community because, you know, um, Virginians usually don't sit down. I think we, we get active and get, get involved, and so now's the time to do that. I, I would be fascinating to discuss what people think is behind the rise in crime, especially the violent crime, uh, to dis- discuss those kind of catalysts that are producing this, or that are pushing the people to these extremes. Right, so if the, conversation refle- if the local conversation is reflective of what I've seen on the national 
it falls into two camps, as so many things often do, right? It's either uh, you let the bandits go wild for so long that now everybody thinks that they can be a bandit and get away with okay. it. Okay. Or um, guns kill people, and so we need to get all the guns off the streets. Oof. So not quite sure there's a, a middle way there, but I hope How there you- is and hope we start figuring it out. I mean, there is a middle way. Nobody just nobody likes it. You just have to sit down with you have to sit down with gang leaders and say, "All right, you're clearly going to exist, and police are going to exist. If you want to kill each other, you do it in your little sphere, and we just keep going." But I think Chicago tried, that. but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just, not sure but, how much but, of it is gang. It's just it's just I think it's people either feeling no hope or feeling emboldened and empowered. But also you've got to, you've got to, to the empowerment point, you have to empower the communities to just get better to where you don't need a police officer to roll up. Let's just say for the sake of argument, and this is going to sound very surface and ignorant, but you see Johnny with the gun, right? Well, in his current community, nobody's going to say anything, but you see Johnny in a nicer community that they, everybody gets up every day and they go to work and they're in each other's business and they know, they know each other's kids and they see Johnny with the gun. It's very quickly going to spread and Johnny's not going to have a gun anymore. And so, somebody's going to go, hey, Johnny, right. what's yeah. up with your world that you need to go get a gun? So the uh, you were talking about empirical data and studies that are out there. There's, there's plenty of empirical data that point to communities that have very restrictive gun rules and, and uh, kind of a, a chokehold on gun ownership. To my mind, I think of New York City, right? And then there are communities where open carry is just, you know, it's the, it's the norm. Right. It's the, it's the thing like here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and very little difference in both communities when it comes to the instances of gun violence. So do you feel better because you can open carry and respond? And so that criminal has to think twice before they act. Or do you feel safer because nobody's got a gun and therefore the only real action that happens with a gun is on the criminal side of things? I don't know the answer. I'm simply um, open to say that one of the two of them might work a little bit better and each community's got to figure that out. Now, How do you know everybody doesn't have a gun? Now, So here's the problem. I don't think, and I'll push back on you, I don't think the argument is guns. For me, at least, I, I don't think arguments. I'll, I'll make it clear. Either. I mean, I went shooting this afternoon, so I, I'm not a I'm a a, a two way kind of guy, right? But when you have hopelessness tied with the influx of drugs, tied to whatever other criminality you've got going on in your community, you can't help it. Guns will fire, and those firings sometimes will take a life. Yeah, when you're number one. When you're the economics of your community is violence and drugs and guns and right. criminalism is when criminalism is your economics, guns are going to follow. Which is why then I believe you've got to re-empower the agents that are out there to stop criminality. Well, that's the police and the the legal arm of what we call the Commonwealth's Attorney, at least in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Right, that entity needs to be freed to do that work not the nonsense that we see created over the past uh, two or three years yeah well you see part of that too is you you empower communities and you set them up to where they bring in jobs and people that work and people that you know like it's a lot different it's it's easy to say screw the police when you have nothing to protect but if you're protecting your house and you dial 911 who do you want to show up which was i agree with you 110 percent. so when the when the talking point was that Black Lives Matter and police are killing black people. The people who then responded saying, no, 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 we need police in our community were the black people. Right. 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 Because we that, know yeah. we know what's going on in this community. And oh, by the way, I want Officer Johnson here. I want, right. you know, Officer Chandler or whatever. Somebody in my neighborhood dealing with that. So there are two, two issues. Uh, one is, can we tie it, the rise of violence to the rise of inflation and hardships that are coming from that another one is something that carrie always likes to go back to is the family right so it's nice to have the law enforcement piece of it doing its job but i think we consider it to be after the fact right we'd like to get ahead of the curve and have the home life and the home life writ large the community life more stable Mm -hmm. where they're taking care of those issues before they become violent well you can 
I'll take the economic piece of it because yeah. I like economics. You yeah. can kind of tie it to the fact to inflation and the fact that people don't the younger generation don't own things because they can't own things. It's expensive to own things. You're just kind of seeing it, it is, in the housing yeah. market now. Little background, you have these big funds that have create create money's free essentially for banks. So right they've free. created these huge funds where they come into into neighborhoods and they just buy things and they they'll go, "Oh, we're going to pay $40,000 over whatever and you, no inspection, no whatever." And so they can get away with it because a young person in their 20s, 20s and 30s that's starting out, they have the bank requires them to have uh, oh, yeah. inspections and this is and that's and well, we know what that house is worth. Well, if the fund is going to pay $40,000 over, I as a seller, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the $40,000. So they don't have anything worth. It changes your perspective when it's yours and sure. you worked for it Absolutely. and you're protecting it and you're, but if it's, I got to live with my parents. Well, I mean, as much as you might respect your parents, it's not yours. It's your parents. They worked hard to it. It's their sweat. What is the feeling that these funds are doing with these properties once they snatched them up? Oh, dude, it's, they're, they're renting them out at a ridiculous rate. So they turn them around into rentals instead of your ability to own property. Ridiculous rentals. So like, so I'm, I'm in, I, I own properties and stuff. And yeah, we're seeing increases in some rents, but I, I own a couple properties in an apartment building, right? And a bank came in and bought three of the units. They charged double what we charge. And I'm just like, Holy how cow. did you decide that? And they go, that's just the way the market is. I'm like, based off of what? And people do it because they can't find a place. They're like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll okay. I'm like, what? So, but if you're, so if you're renting, the idea is I'm going to rent and save, and then I'm going to put down a down payment not on the property. Not exactly. Not if you're paying double. So where the banks are basically boxing young generations out to where they could, they could essentially go get loans for things, but it would be impossible. And then you know you add the extra layer of they have. So it used to be student loans weren't, they didn't show up essentially on a P&L that a bank would see. Be like, okay, you have government-backed student loans and it's not that big of a deal. They count like a percentage point. Now banks are like, you have $230,000 in debt. Why would we give you a loan for a house? And so they, the student loans that they took to go to college, they can't go buy a house because they have these loans against them. We've talked about this. So the whole system, the whole system is rigged for people to not be able to purchase things. And when you own things, you want to protect your things. It's just a natural course of reaction. Yeah, but that's not happening anymore. It's not happening. So it's not just, yeah. So I like, I I hope that interest rates on money go up so that this stops happening. I, I hope people stop borrowing free money and doing ridiculous things like buying. Things they can't afford and boxing people out that are trying to start out and allow to that. I don't want that lower tier to start to build itself back up because that's the future. Not big companies owning everything. Anyway. Well, so, thanks, Andrew. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So look, we've we've covered we've covered race and culture. We touched upon education. The Grammys. Yeah. Oscars. Oscars. That's, that's, that's whatever. Cool. That's the culture piece. You know what I'm talking about. No, I bring that because you know we've done seven shows. Um, the first one we did all by ourself. The first two, the last episode, one A, and then one uh, B, and then we uh, had our so we had our first guest. John was our first guest. John right? was our John first, was first guest. guest. Um, but we have we have covered a, a lot of topics. We do seem to come back to this, and I like to think it was a humanity topic because we talk about education, family, race, economics, in a sense, all these things that. Basically, define well, defines not the right word, but are, are important to a community, and done right allow a community to thrive. Yeah, um, and I think that's we talk about it because I think we see the problem in all those areas, and I think the rest, the majority of Americans see the, the problem as well. Uh, if, like, if nothing else, they see it at the gas pump, right? So this inflation thing is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just. Almost, it varies from four thirty down to three ninety nine in our area. This is gas. Gas. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I can't. I find it interesting that even my kid is like regulating driving, and I'm just. I feel like I feel so dismayed and disheartened by that because when I was a kid, once you got, I didn't have a car of my own, but my best buddy did, right? But once we got in that car, we were. Right, gone. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you go do whatever you want to do, and now yeah. you're like, 
you know, my kid's looking at gas prices saying, I can't, I can't go do this. I can't go do that. You know, I, there's some friends who are doing DoorDash on the site. Now it seems like DoorDash has got to catch up because they're not paying enough for young people to go out and do, to provide that service, you know? So yeah. That'll come back on you as a consumer. Don't worry. Eventually. Yeah, right? it will. Which, which, but only makes things harder because if it comes back in the consumer, then no one's going to order DoorDash and the cycle goes on. It, it's, we're, we're, we're coming up to it. Like, it doesn't look good, does it? Well, hopefully the Fed just met. And so hopefully we'll figure out that they were going to raise interest rates on money, which when they, in, when that happens, they start to take money out. Not they, the Fed starts to take money more, out. It makes more expensive. Which, well, you know. no, no, no. They, they, they take, they take money out of the economy. So people stop borrowing from the government, and so the supply and demand starts to balance out, and thus the price of things starts to come down a little bit. So at the beginning of the year, they were talking about seven raises, interest rate rate raises, mm-hmm. in order to by the end of the year, in order to kind of re-regulate things and not allow inflation to go too far out of control. Um, but we've been sitting at rock bottom for so long with quantitative easing and 0% borrowing that I don't know how we even respond to seven consistent kind of uh, or inconsistent interest rate hikes. I don't know. But we I mean, you you have to because right now anybody can buy anything. So you, you see the used car, you see it in cars, whereas there used to be let's just easy numbers. There used to be a thousand cars on a lot. Now there's 10. Right. So you can charge more for those 10 because if you come and you really need it, well, all I've got is 10. You really don't have a lot to pick from. You just got these 10. But at zero interest or at least borrowing interest. Right. You and can you, can just, you can just get whatever you want. Everybody. But if you go, if you st- the interest rates start coming up and people go, oh, wait, I got to pay an extra two, $300 in interest? Mm. Maybe. Oh, I got to pay an extra $400 in interest? $1,000 in interest? Mm, I, maybe I don't need that. And so then you, the supply starts to go. Now we've got 15 cars, 20 cars. 30 cars and we get back to a thousand and then that all kind of starts to balance out. But I mean, it's going to be a brutal, it's going to be a brutal next two years as far as like the system balancing itself out. It's just going to be, it's just going to be crazy. I mean, I'm feeling it. I'm opening up my bills, like my gas bill and electric bill. And I'm looking at it thinking, yeah, cause obviously we, we live on a budget. I mean, it, right, yeah, it just yeah. kind of live within our means. Right. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is not what I, cal- <laughs> this is not what I calculated at the beginning of the year. I mean, you're seeing it. It, like the stock market's fluctuating all over the place and people borrowed against their stock portfolios because it was going up. Well, it's coming back down. And so you still owe that money. And like people, people did it. People were like, oh yeah, my, my 401k is worth $200,000 more than when I, than a year ago. Let me borrow against it. It's like, um, it's got to come down to reality at some point. Yeah. And so over the next two years, people are going to figure out that it's, you know, this is we're coming back down to reality. Gotcha. Kind of wish we had our guest tonight because that's a that's, that's his, his uh, thing. That's his down his alley. Yeah, no I was super stoked about it. We'll, we'll get him again. We'll, we'll get him back on. Yeah, we'll get him back on. So, so eight shows. Um, what's your favorite, Gary? So far. Oh man, it's they've curiosity. All been, they've all been. All, I know. All, all unique. Really all diverse. Um, the most eye-opening was Sherry. Um, yeah. Just stuff that I. I don't know. Maybe I thought I knew that I didn't that's realize good. at all. You know, you kind of, hear about it and you you're like, but there's no way that's a thing. And exactly. then you hear somebody say it, and you're like, it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. It really is. Yeah. Also, the fact that the government works the way the government works, and just like basic economics would tell you that that's not going to work. And they go, yeah, it's going to be fine. I'm like we're just going to run a whole city off of this plan. So like, I've got another friend, Janet, who actually uh, lives in a community, and she uh, has schooled me several times. And there's one thing she says. Because she's got her own business. And she says, in my business, if I don't have a pen, I'll go search for a pen. I'll go ramble through my desk, find a pen. In the government, they requisition for a box of pens, right? They're missing a pen, and they requisition for a box of pens. Yeah. Totally different mindset, right? right? Yes. Back to owning and renting. Mm-hmm. Um, How about you, Chris? Favorite? I, yeah, you know, I don't, it's hard to say. I really enjoyed the discussion with Larry. I think everybody enjoys that discussion. Yeah, Larry. Um, but... You know, you think about, um, we had Mike on, insight into the education system, what's going on in the classroom, which is ties in nicely to Sherry's uh, guest appearance, both of them providing insight to things that you're like, oh, we heard, and, and we get confirmation that that really is kind yeah. of that bad, uh, which, is, which is good because now you know, and you can speak more intelligently about it, but it's hard to hear sometimes. Um, 
especially you think of both Micah and Carrie, or Sherry, sorry, Micah and Sherry, working so hard to make things better. Now, good for Micah, he works at a place, region, where they, they allow the free discourse of ideas. Um, you know, Sherry's fighting an up, uphill battle yeah. uh, in her, her particular realm. Favorite, oh man. Well, you, Rick too, I mean, yeah, you talk about Rick and, and that side of the justice system, which we were just talking about it, that the violent crimes and the criminals and those people who are committing them, Rick will be dealing with a lot of those people. Yep. Um, so interesting there as well. Favorite. Good grief. You know, honestly, I think our, our I think our it's going to sound odd. The first episode, the lost episode, <laughs> um, where we didn't know what we were doing, but yeah. and 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 just kind of right. I was I was the the skeptic of the group. I figured we had about. 30 to 30 minutes tops in us and we went over an hour that night and uh it's like oh yeah yeah we actually can carry on a conversation rather intelligently even if he doesn't record correctly and is lost forever <laughs> um I, I enjoyed that that was that was eye-opening for me personally um it's hard to pick out a favorite it really is out of the out of the whole group um yeah let me think about that but you andrew I've liked them all. I like the yeah. fact that we can have the conversation. I really, I really like the conversation with Larry just because, like you said, you're not allowed to have the conversation. So it felt very much like, all right, we're going to have a conversation that you're not supposed to have. Because for being, you know, being white, you're not allowed to have that conversation. And then the Sherry conversation, like, you know, as a young father, you go, there's people up there that have to have this figured out. And then you, to realize, no, they really don't. So I, I like both those episodes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mike always makes me feel like he doesn't just yeah, sitting next to him though. I'm just like, man, he's the coolest guy. He gets though. smarter. He's, he gets smarter he, sitting next to him. He's so cool, but I'm just like, dude, I am so dumb. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, you know, it's been good. It has been. It's been crazy to think that we've we've done eight episodes now. Technically, we've filmed nine episodes. Actually, technically, we filmed. Ten episodes Ten, because a, there was that one time that <laughs> we recorded on the mic of the computer. Yeah, so I just realized we did two without guests. Yeah, we oh, did two without guests. Okay. One B and the next one, and then John came in the third one as our first guest. We talked about sports and Tom Brady, and even John was really insightful too because there were some well, there were some global issues that well, he was yeah. dealing with that I I didn't realize at all. But um, yeah, a guy tied in the Air Force like that, that's, yeah. that's going to happen. Uh, let's see. Then it was. Uh, who was our guest on the third one? John was our guest on the third one. Oh, Larry. That was Larry. Okay. Oh, yeah, so it was John, so. Larry, and then uh, Micah. But, you know, uh, I don't know if you're ready to leap forward, but we are looking forward. And there are there are a couple of interesting characters that are coming to the table here pretty shortly, too. So Such um, as? I don't know. Do we want to give a preview? or Go ahead. I'm Go looking ahead. around the table here. Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, so cool. I, so uh, we do have at least one um, young person who is uh, steeped in um, personal finance and investing. Justin. Uh, yeah. yeah, Justin will be yeah. out here and chat with us about that. And, um, and then I think uh, around Easter time, we're set to have somebody with uh, a little bit closer of a a dial up with God than, than we've got. <laughs> so I just got a text. Uh, my son is out with the youth group tonight. They're listening to Father Dan talk. And I said, Josh, go ask him if you got my email. <laughs> Get him. So Josh did it. Josh, so I got this, this email from, or this text from Josh. And it says, stand by, everybody, as I turn dun, dun, dun. Dad, send your preferred email to be contacted by. He's interested. Okay. So that's good. So Father Dan might be coming on. There's so. Dan Malaco. He's got his own uh, podcast. He's in the Diocese of uh, Richmond here. He's the chaplain at the Portsmouth uh, Regional Catholic School. And then he, uh, I think he works with the Cluster Parishes here. Uh, young, dynamic, uh, CrossFitter. So he's in great shape. Oh. Yeah. When we when we post this video, we'll tweet him. We'll, we'll like hashtag. We'll like just bombard yeah. him. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so need, you now see. you need to come on. Now yes. you need to come on. Um, next up. week we have... Adam Alfin, I believe, coming on. Yep. yep. Young entrepreneur, friend of ours, who uh, left uh, the uh, corporate, corporate IT world grind, yeah. for his own business. Uh, so we'll talk. He and Andrew will talk, and Aunt Carrie and I will just drink and listen. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to go. Take notes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say that the entrepreneurial spirit, I, I knew it was out there, 
but you don't realize how unique those people are and how brave, how dedicated those people are. Um, I know Andrew's an entrepreneur. Yep. Adam's an entrepreneur. Risk takers, grinders. Risk, risk, yeah, exactly. Hustlers. Yeah. Exactly. So hustlers in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be fascinating to have that discussion. Um, who else, anybody else further down the list for guests? I think we have a couple irons in the fire, but I don't think we have anybody confirmed. Yeah, not, not lined up yet. But well, we're, uh, we're open for takers if you know the mayor wants to come out and talk to him. <laughs> Mike Duman. Yeah. Well, well now we've said his name. Oh. Now he's got to come talk <laughs> to us. He's got to come on. I'll shoot him a text. Yep. Um, Anybody wants to come on, though, we'll, we'll just shoot us a, uh, comments at theupsetpicks.com, and then you guys can come on. Come on. We'll, we'll have a conversation. You want to come talk to us? You want to have... You want to talk... You, Talk about something we don't, you know, per perspective we don't see, or you yeah. have an opinion. We'll we'll have the discussion. Maybe we're missing something. Absolutely. Well, that's, just, right. that's so, just it. You, uh, gotta, you gotta have the discussion, man. I mean, because did we go through the whiskey already? We We've went, announced what we're drinking, right? Yes. Good. I do want to say, no. uh, give a shout, shout out to <laughs> to Suffolk. Last night, my wife and I went to the uh, Suffolk Center for the Cultural Arts. And went to go see Vinyl Radio, which is a group of professional musicians. I still have some left. Group of no, you don't. Profe- I do have some left in Finish there. Finish that. Oh, my gosh. I'm being peer pressured and drinking my whiskey. Everybody's dead. Hmm. Not over the board, please. We've had that discussion last podcast. <laughs> so anyway, went to see a group called Vinyl Radio. Uh, the drummer is from, and I'll look him up. I should know his name. I don't. He's from Chuckatuck, but... He brought a bunch of. He's in Nashville apparently now. And brought a bunch of musicians. Uh, they were, they were tight. They were awesome. Awesome, it was great. Yeah. But you know, good. I met the uh, director of the Suffolk Center, Laura Costa, and uh, I told her what a great job bringing them in. Um, fantastic show, fantastic venue, uh, and it's probably something we need to have on the show here. Yeah, actually, talk, it'd be nice to get Lorelai on. Yeah, here talk too. about the arts. Yeah, and, and if you want to talk about. Um, giving, we go back to our education discussion, the importance of the arts in education. Right. But it's been, quite frankly, killed by the rise of sports. So sports is seen as the the end-all, be-all, I guess, for, for children. It's well, the, way, even, the way it appears. I would argue that it's it's not even sports. It's test scores. It's, you know, yeah. because... But, 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 art, but the arts aren't getting pushed out because of test scores. The arts are getting pushed out because... Money's got to go someplace, and nobody wants to give it to the arts. They want to give it to the sports teams. That's my that, that, that may be a generalization, but that's my my perspective. I think it's a generalization. I had to do some more research on it before I could argue with you on it. But you don't do research. What are you talking about? I don't. I I'll don't. tell you my research. Yeah. When I was a kid, and granted, I grew up in New York. I remember going to museums and art galleries—not big and art galleries—but being able to go to absorb some of that stuff even off broadway plays and at the yeah. time broadway plays for city of new york uh school students were like 25 no it was like 75 percent off i remember nice. going to lame is nice. with a date for like 50 bucks oh, right? that's miserable is yeah. my favorite and, but but what you get in that is a sense of what is beautiful correct right and correct. and that is um, something that I think we're struggling as a so, society. As my to, wife would say, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Right. Uh, and that's what art is, no matter what form that art is, is yeah. taking. Yeah. Um, I think about, just comes to mind, um, a young man who went to my wife's high school was a year ahead of her. He was a wrestler, jock. Ends up going out to Los Angeles uh, and actually makes it. I mean, he's... Episodes of Monk, episodes of Friends, and then oh. he gets his own starring role in the sci-fi series Warehouse 13, Eddie McClintock. And uh, again, Jock, who somewhere in his schooling was was exposed to the arts. Right. Um, and I think, and frankly, those who are going to be sports stars, those are going to be Jocks, are going to be Jocks. But the vast majority of students are not. They're not. They, they may play sports for... You know, fun in a sense, but there is a way to unlock your potential through the arts that I think is being ignored. 
So it'd be a fascinating discussion to have with yeah. someone like Lorelai. Yeah, I agree with. I yeah. agree with. All right, so that's the second person I got a strong <laughs> arm to try and get in here. Okay. Let's do it. We yeah. On the list yeah. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, I agree. All right, and we've well, almost polished off all the leftovers. That's good. We're not. We'll still do that. It's fine. Good any, job. Any parting words, gentlemen? No. MLB season starts this week. Of course, um, are you excited? MLB. You know, I'll be honest with you. It's hard to get excited for baseball now. You know, COVID was was just just a kick in the gut for sports all around. Aren't yeah. you going to a baseball game on Tuesday? I'm going to the Norfolk Ties baseball game. I okay. am. I'm looking forward to it. But you know, it's it's. I feel like I've been away for so long that I have to kind of get back into mm. it. And then, you know. Truth in advertising, I'm, I'm a Cleveland Indians fan, and I know that the Guardians, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they'll always be the Indians, and that's hard to accept as well. Yeah. Because um, I don't think, you want to talk about exchange, free exchange of ideas, I don't think that happened in that no. process whatsoever. No. Yeah. So, yeah, baseball, I'm a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get excited about this particular brand of baseball yeah. right now. America's favorite Just pastime. Is. Yeah. So I miss Miak. Uh, this time around, but uh, the final four, like we were talking about before, with the, uh, I missed uh, the other game, but the, I did catch the Duke Carolina game. That was phenomenal. It was a good game. That was a phenomenal Coach K's game. last game. Yep, last unless game. he Tom Brady's it and comes back in a few months. But <laughs> unless he Tom Brady's it, I'm gone. No, I'm back. Um, his wife did not look like she was going to be an advocate for him coming back. I don't think Tom Brady's wife's an advocate for him coming back either. <laughs> she wanted to retire anyway. three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a rumor when he went to Tampa that she was like, uh, you're going to retire now, right? And he was like, no. If yeah. by retire you mean go play for Tampa, yes. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> retire from New England, yes. He was trying to go to Miami. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to go play with Sean Payton in Miami. And then he got his other coach. He got his coach. This Just this week, he got his coach kicked upstairs and fired. Not fired, like, it still works for the organization, but isn't a coach anymore. Right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Out so. of the way. Yeah. I'd like to pull the Tom Brady at one point in my life if I can. We'll see. Yeah. No, you yeah. don't. Maybe not. It's overrated. Is it? If I had his money, I'll take it. Yeah. You get bored right. after a while. You're like, know. all right, I can, I my can house find is, things to do. My house is clean. I can find things to do. I've taken enough naps for a small lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> I've, my whiskey cabinet is now empty. Yeah. <laughs> So which means you have to go buy some. And That's if you're right. if you got Tom Brady money, you're not going down to the ABC store. You're you're heading to Kentucky or anywhere else. Hello, Can gr- you imagine running to Tom Brady at the ABC store? Oh my no! You're I like can't. in there. You're like perusing, and he's just like, "Do I want this one or this one? I'll just take all of them. I'm gonna take that. I'll take a bottle of everything you have. Yeah. Probably has his own ABC store. <laughs> got it. All right, gents. Right on. Well, it's a short episode. Just That's because. Okay. Because of the day of the week and the fact that we all got to get up and go to our jobs tomorrow and exactly all that fun, fun stuff. You guys have to go to work tomorrow? Yeah, dude, it's a Monday. <laughs> and we've got other obligations Look, tomorrow, so. Gotcha. I tell you what, eight Clearly shows not. and I am thoroughly enjoying myself doing this. Eight Thank shows in a movie. Eight Congratulations. <laughs> all right, guys. Come Bob and Doug McKenzie. Podcast plus plus one. Chill. Another one in the books. Cheers, Cheers guys. Peace. See you guys. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed listening to us weave our way through all of today's topics. If you have something to say, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at comments at theupsetpicks.com or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and check out our daily Chasing the Dog video on our YouTube channel where we will give out our top dog play of the day. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Also, visit our website, theupsetpicks.com, all one word. We have packages for every level of interest. From Carrie, Andrew, Chris, and the entire Upset Picks team. Thank you for listening to us. Go all over the place. Be blessed, be smart, and be bold. And make sure to join us next week for some more wit, whiskey, and wisdom.